on this week's three sides of the coin, you don't have to deal with the tool because he's gone and Lisa's with her family. So too bad you don't get to look at the eye candy. We are going to talk about the upcoming release of the new Off the Soundboard with Mark St. John. Hear what we have to say and also what we have to say about the Ace and Paul controversy. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Subscribe on YouTube, follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate hey your everybody. support. everybody. Welcome to another episode of Three Sides. This one may be the most epic of all because you have the two best people here. Just Mark and I. We don't have to deal with Mike today. Ooh. Lisa, yeah, Lisa we'd love to deal with, but she's mm-hmm. on vacation with Brian and her kids, and we don't want to interrupt that. So we have a very bland, non-exciting show for you today. And I'm going to say this once and I'm done saying it. Turn it off now and go something, go do something better with your time. <laughs> You've been forewarned. Okay. So I don't want to hear anyone bitching about anything. Let's start with some comments. And I know some of you were like kind of probably going, what the hell was going on last week? So our current guest, which is the amazing, amazing, talented keyboardist. Holly Knight is being edited still at this point because Michael is helping his mom move into um, a care facility. So he's at home helping her out right now. And he was got behind in, in that and he needed to re-edit a few things. So it will be up by the time you see this, but that was the reason. So here we are. I'm Hold on. Gonna... And I want to clarify because I'm sure these two turds told you something stupid. Like I, I joined, you know, whatever, insert hair metal band here. Um, no, I did not. I got a new truck last weekend and, or last Tuesday. So, which was supposed to be here a week ago, Friday. And then they said it would be delivered on Monday. And then Monday turned into Tuesday and it turned into Tuesday, right at the time when you were recording. And you have no idea how much I'm bummed that I did not. I was not able to participate in the Holly night show because I had a ton of questions. So hopefully, um, you two idiots didn't scare her away and she'll come back and, you know, we can talk some more kiss and Aerosmith and all kinds of cool. No, stuff. I think what we were, I think what we said is that you were sitting in the hot tub at the Greek bathhouse <laughs> while your uh, wart removal. <laughs> but I don't know. We might have said, Hey, he was buying a truck. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> for, for all I know, next week you're going to get all kinds of messages saying that, oh, I didn't know that you were joining the White Lion reunion. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. It's off the cuff. So I want to go back to the week before uh, because it brought a lot of steam and attention when we had uh, Timothy Bogart and Joyce, Joyce Bywitz on to talk about Spinning Gold. If you guys haven't seen that movie yet, please go see it. Uh, there's some negativity out there, and it's always with the people who seem to have a problem. With, with everything. Kiss, yeah, with the Kiss makeup. It doesn't matter. This is a unique, cool insight into what, you know, Bogart was like. Neil's life through his eyes, and his son did a great job. Uh, he did. So it's a phenomenal interview, and normally I don't say that. Uh, but this really was. So I want to read just a few comments that I thought were, well, they're all great, but you know, um, Gary M said, can't ask for better than that. I'm sure the episode would have been brilliant with just Tim, but getting Joyce as well was just amazing. So great gaining insight into just not only just kiss, but the whole Casablanca records era from two people who were truly there and are sharing their stories about any, without any self grandizing or trying to make anyone else Okay, I've got to expand this. Look bad. So refreshing and makes me so glad to be a KISS fan. That is a great attitude. And that's the point. That's what it's about. Hey, it's a look at what Casablanca was like back in the 70s. Um, And then Mr. Walker, fantastic interview. Loved every minute of it. Can't wait to see the film. Y'all did great. And what a job to hear from Joyce. Wow. Hopefully they will return. And they both said they would come back on because we've got a lot of questions for Tim that we just didn't get to. So thank you guys so much for all of these comments. Uh, Brianka 1970, Rome Loves Dan, uh, uh, Roman Fernandez, um, 
Ray Thackerson, Hugo, uh, Chief Broken Arrow, everybody. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. We read all of them. So there you go. We are talking about the new Off the Soundboard this week. But before we do, I, I want to make mention of this because then you guys won't bug us about it. Because Mark and I are two people that don't give a shit about this, okay? I don't care about the Ace Friendly controversy on Eddie Trunk, and that's nothing against Eddie. Eddie is freaking awesome. He's a love Eddie. Yeah, he's our buddy. Not that. I don't want to go into the deep dive weeds with you guys about what Ace could say, what's going to happen if Paul doesn't apologize, and all that other sort of nonsense. So if you want to follow it, God bless you. Please feel free to do that and definitely go support Eddie because his show, you know, five days a week, it's excellent. The guy is amazing. But I'm not going to add fuel to the fire because I'm already seeing all kinds of negative crap online and all kinds of different articles about speculation of what he's going to say. And I'm just not going to get into it. You know who doesn't see those things online? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't care. And I don't even go. Well, and, I trip when over I get, when I, People when send I get, them to us. Well, I was just about to say, people send them to me. And I'm like, I don't care. It's fine. I will tell you, years ago I did. I started checking them out. And again, you know, you can only read so many, you know, he's fat and dumb and meatloaf and the, I, whatever, dude. I, I am all of that. I am 100% all of that. But, you know, I, I don't care. I, and again, the, as I call them, the cloud shouters who are, you know, bringing us up by name and on other, you know, boards and stuff. Look, man, I, I always, the part I always find funny is that it's Star Ranger 5000 is the one who's having a problem with Mark Cicchini and, and Tommy Summers and Michael. Really? Well, you can always IM me if, you're, if you think we lied about something, because that's something that someone I, I heard repeatedly. Oh, they're trying to backtrack from their lies. I'm like, what, what do we lie about? I mean, this is going back to, the, to uh, when we had our guest on about the Alive record. I mean, he just said something. And by the way, he was there. You weren't. I wasn't. So, I mean, if he wanted to say that, I let him say it. I didn't call him a liar. And again, as, as we already know, Paul said that, you know, he doesn't, that's not the way he remembered it. And, and, you know, he, he swears that and, and I'm good. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Paul, I agree. I'm fine with it. I, my whole thing is that lying backtracking, what the fuck are you talking about? And again, I don't read it. People send that shit to me. And I'm like, what's this all about? And I just find it funny that people are calling. Why would you go to a site and like scream about people that are never going to read or see it? Again, I call, I call them cloud shouters. It's like going outside and screaming at the fucking sky. Yeah. Well, you know, Johnny <laughs> it's says, crazy. Johnny it's says, funny. Johnny says you can only drink so much and screw so much. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice little slap shot reference there no yeah, and so i agree and that's and that's the thing i think that some people don't understand it and again two guys when we're talking like this we're not saying this to you our regular listeners we no. know you guys are you're fucking awesome people i what know this because i interact with you we're talking about the nonsense that goes on elsewhere i don't want to be tmz and i don't want to feed the fuel of this this crap whatever it is between them is between them tommy but that's where i was getting at um, I don't, I like that the people who watch the show want to reach out and send me things. And if they see some, I'm that I'm, I'm a very appreciative of, but I, I won't go to read stupid stuff about, you know, again, like I said, Nick called, call me names, called Tommy names. We don't care about that. Mm -hmm. But you know, when you start saying you're lying, I'm like, well, okay, well, what did I lie about? Right. That's all. I mean, that's the stuff that's like I will hold somebody accountable for. I mean, and again, I don't, I don't recall ever sitting on as you watch the show lying about anything. Well, no, and we're less than perfect, but we both try to live our lives with sure. Honesty. Sure, you, you don't know? get to where we are in life, and I'm not, you know, stroking us if you know what I mean. But we're both pretty successful guys, having a lot of fun and. You don't get this far by being a liar and a cheater and a, no, I, there's a reason that, you know, 
things go well for us. We yeah. pretty honest people and liars and cheaters spend their days trying to get videos yanked from the internet. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> so anyway, so onward and upward, we will not be discussing this just so you guys know, if you want to get a belly full of it, I'm sure there are plenty of websites and podcasts that will talk about this in detail. Have at it. Okay. We're cool. Whatever. So today we're going to talk about the new off the soundboard release, which is featuring uh, the one and only, or maybe one of the only performances of Mark St. John on the beginning of the Animalized tour. And uh, Mark, I'll let you start because you being the musician have a lot more to say than I do. Oh boy. Oh boy. Number one, I, I want to say that anybody that is watching this show, I, I really would expect you to want to have this in your in your archive i wanted it and matter of fact if i had to go through you know a list of bootlegs and shows and tours this would have been right up at the top and the reason i say that is because we've got soundboards from you know from the classic years we've got soundboards from creatures we've got soundboards from you know just about everything you know what we didn't have a soundboard of mark st john playing with the band so that alone you know for historical purposes and everything that made me want to get this now i also want to say thank you to universal for trusting us with this and getting us in full disclosure i paid for i i'm getting one in the mail uh, you know but they did send us a review copy yeah, thank you. And uh, but I want to ask you something quick. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but you are one of the biggest collectors I've ever met for audio and video as well. And is it fair to say that you weren't even aware of this show? Correct. Never even that's never that's even mind blowing to me. Yes, never even knew this show existed. I know other, you know, and again, we're not going to get into it because none, mm-hmm. but I know of shows that do exist that you know, the band hasn't done anything with. And I've talked to people in the band and management and they've said, yeah, that, you know, that's in the archive. And I'm like, okay, well, at least I know it's there and hopefully they'll release it eventually. But this is something I had no idea that existed. Now I had one audience show that I never listened to. I mean, I have it because again, I collect all these crazy things. Um, It's just not anything that I ever really listened to. Um, so very, very happy to get it. And by all means, again, if you're watching this show, you're going to want to get this because you're just as big a geek as we are. So now I want to, the pros of this show was, it was documented well, meaning, you know, it's sonically, the guitars are loud, the drums are loud, the vocals are clear. You could, you can hear everything. Well, I mean, it was recorded. It's a true soundboard. You know, the levels on things aren't right. Um, you know, Mark's low in the mix sometimes, Paul's too high in the mix sometimes, uh, guitar-wise, um, that sort of thing. So it's a true soundboard. It wasn't, you know, this isn't on a multi-track, you know, where they fixed everything. And what if you don't know what that is, is like on a multi-track, you can take the guitars and balance them out. And so this is how it came through the PA, it sounds like. Now, a lot of people don't understand this from the guy who's sitting in the soundboard, you do have a stage volume. And sometimes if they get, they have a loud stage volume, you won't have to put say the lead guitar player through the PA as much because his stage volume is compensating. So that's how come some sometimes soundboards, because I've heard people go, well, it's supposed to be soundboard, but this guitar is so low in the mix or the bass is going like, yeah, because you're not, listening to it from the sound man's perspective and but so those band- dynamics have changed though haven't they now with the advent of kemper and all these other tools that a lot of these musicians use where you don't have the stage volume coming more as yeah much- but this is this is 1984 no i know but i'm just clarifying it for people that that's that's a different this is a different yes, era. yes. It, it, this was the wild wild west back then you know yeah. So anyway, so that that explains to, you know, that's a nice 50 cent version to explain to non-musicians or people who don't know much about that when they listen to stuff and they go, oh, how come the sound man didn't that? That's why the, the he you're what you are hearing through that mix is what 
the sound man's trying to complete the picture, meaning again, you've got stage volume, you've got PA volume, and you want to be able to mix those together. So, so anyway, so onwards and upwards, that's, that's what's going on in this show. And, and it's a cool set list, you know, um, there are some, you know, issues with it, which I'm going to get to um, right out of the gate. And this is going to get me a ton of hate mail and I don't care. Um, the every I've, I brought this up on the show before. That's how come I know I'm going to get, you know, crucified. So be cre- so so people, if you want to send them hate mail, be creative with what it says at the beginning to get him to open it. Once he <laughs> opens it, then unload on him. <laughs> there you go. Um, two things. One is justified. One is not. And I'm going to hold Mr. Eric Carr's feet to the fire. And, and yes, we all know, unfortunately, passed. And yes, what a wonderful man he was and nice and kind to the fans. Great. He played like shit on this show. Sorry, kid. It's terrible. Um, you don't believe me? Wait till you hear Detroit Rock City. It, it's just brutal. And I don't mean to be mean, but there's no groove. It's much too fast. He's all over the freaking place. It's just bad. And that's my take on uh, a good part of this show. And look, I've I've heard this a a million times that, you know, it was a sign of the times. Everything was way too fast. You know, as, as Buddy Rich likes to say, you know, there's two kinds of music, good and bad. And sometimes you know, good music can be played poorly um, for whatever reason. And I'll give you a great example. Do, do me this favor once you get this. And just so you know where I'm coming from. And again, look, guys, for what it's worth, I've been playing drums for over 45 years. I know a thing or two about drums. Uh, and, and, and am I some drum god or no? No, I'm not. But I, I know I'm very well versed in drums. Go listen to Detroit Rock City um, from the Australian tour in 1980 from Sydney. You will hear them, you know, changing the bass drum pattern. You will hear it's a little bit more upbeat. What it is, it's locked in. It's got a groove. Then listen to Detroit Rock City from Poughkeepsie. It's a fucking mess. It's like drums that it's like they're in a tornado. Or as a friend of mine said, they sound like pots and pans, you know, slamming in a garage with a hundred mile an hour winds. It just doesn't, there's no groove. It's just way too fast. It's lost all its identity. So it's like they got animal from the Muppets to play. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, guys, this, is, this isn't a knock on him overall. Everybody has bad shows. It, that whole era from really from here, from Animal Eyes, more so animalizing through the next tour. Um, it's just bad. Again, I have enough. I've, I have walls of bootlegs. I, 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 again, I listen to these things there. It's just bad. That was a bad time for the band um, live. They played everything way too fast and to make things worse. They clearly were not ready to go out on tour. Um, Mark does not play well. And I'm going to give you, a, again, uh, just being a musician, being around guitar players and studios and live shows and everything I'm doing my entire life. I don't understand what Mark St. John cannot sustain. I, I don't understand. And what I mean by that is a good vibrato. He can hold the note. As everybody here knows, again, go to Detroit Rock City on, the, on this show. And when Mark is playing the solo, the he's playing instead of the sustaining that last note, holding it, he goes It's like, don't you have any vibrato, dude? You don't? Can't you hold that fucking? It's it's like, I don't know if it's on purpose. I I don't know. I mean, I also don't have a bunch of shows to compare it to. But I, I would even go as far as to say that there's a very good possibility that Nigel Tufnell heard his solo <laughs> and in Spinal Tap when he's talking about sustain where he can go to, you know, go for a bite and come back. <laughs> Mark needed to learn that. 
Uh, and look, like I said, I, I don't have anything to compare it to. And, and God bless the guy. He, 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 was, he was right, you know, his moment in the band was over before it began. And he, he, but guys, I'm only into the first song and I'm going, what the fuck is this? It's just bad. And unfortunately, it gets worse from there. Um, the, the, the tempos are, again, just the same, same things. Tempos are way, way too fast. Uh, the solo in Love Gun, God bless Ace Freely. You, you know, it's funny when you hear people say, oh, Ace isn't, you know, he's not a shredder because he's got fucking taste. Ace Freely knows how to write a solo you can remember. Someone like Mark was trying to overcompensate for something that didn't need to be over, you know, to, to be overdone. Ace was a very, in, in his prime, and, and still, Ace is a very tasteful guitar player. Ace is a crafted genius for what he does. He's tasty. That's, yes, he, he is a big part of the Kiss sound. A huge part of the Kiss sound, both in tone, which he had in spades, um, and and in feel and vibrato. I, you know, speaking of Detroit Rock City, I love when when Ace. If you remember from Ken Sharp's book, I, I believe it was from there. You know, Ace gives the credit of writing that solo to Bob Ezrin, and I love what Bob Ezrin did back. He goes, but Ace played it exactly with that vibrato and that tone and you know ace made bob's vision come to life and unless you're a skilled craftsman like ace you know for whatever his problems were when he had his guitar on he knew what he was doing and uh man you know and then you hear a shredder like mark st john and again i'm not picking on the guy but guys this isn't good Again, should you buy it if you're a Kiss geek? Fuck yeah, you should. I, I'm happy I have it. I'm, I'm overwhelmed I have it. And I'm curious to find out if the people who buy it agree with Mark. Yeah, yeah. Look, this is just my opinion, as you we know, always say. Because I, I listen to it, and for me, it's not something I normally care about. But I was intrigued because it's different, and I would add it to a collection, but it's probably something I wouldn't revisit. Mostly because to me, it, it reminded me so much of what I didn't like about that period. Because what, you, what you've been describing is how I felt walking away from the Lick It Up tour and the um, Animalized tour. I felt, I felt let down, if that makes any sense. Now, the Asylum was way better. That had changed everything for me. But it's... That's what I when I hear that. That's what I think. Well, I I tell you what. Again, just collecting the bootlegs. Uh, I know Dallas, the Lick It Up Dallas show came out earlier. Um, I think within the last year, but also there's the Nashville bootleg from Lick It Up, uh, which was a radio broadcast. But guys, if you really want to hear what I'm talking about, too, look, you can hate Vinny all you want and whatever. But when you listen to the Lick It Up guitar playing and then you listen to Bruce's on 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 the Asylum tour or even later on from, you know, the Animalized tour. But there's a distinct difference between Bruce and Vinny and Mark in the middle. And again, it's hard to, you know, at this point, Vinny. When, when you talk about the Lick It Up tours, Vinny had been in the band for a couple of years. And if you talk about the Asylum tour, you know, by that point, Bruce had been in the band for a couple of years. So, you know, they, they do have some advantages. But I'm just talking about if you were to put this, this is not something you want to put on for your non-KISS fans, because they will just tell you that KISS blows after listening to this. I, I'm sorry. I mean, that's that's just the way it came out. And I, again... I'm going to go into the the elephant in the room. Paul's stage raps are just tough to listen to. Um, this was just an era of the band. Again, my fandom never waned. I still went to the shows. I still bought the records. I still collected the bootlegs. I still stayed a Kiss nerd. But it was challenging here. I didn't like what I was hearing when I went and saw them live. 
I didn't like the records at the time. Um, you know, I'd like a tune or two off of them, but it just overall, um, you know, again, it, listening to this between the shredder hype of Mark St. John, the overplaying and soulless drumming, the, the silly stage raps, um, you could just hear them taking the spaghetti and throwing it against the wall, waiting for something to stick. It, it, it wasn't genuine. And by contrast, go back even a couple years and, 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 you know, listen to Tokyo 77 or, you know, that, that, you know, that was, the drums are just right. The guitar playing's just right. The stage raps are just right. It, it, it didn't need hyping. And, you know, especially with Paul's stage raps, I understand probably he was trying to stay current. Um, there was a new sheriff in town. His name was David Lee Roth at the time. And there was nobody that could out Roth David Lee Roth. Yeah. And Paul's not the only one guilty of that. You know, there's other singers who tried to, you know, kind of be maybe overtly sexual or whatever. But, you know, go back, like I said, go back and listen to the Tokyo 77 show. Paul didn't have to talk like that. Paul Stanley is a great Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley should always just be Paul Stanley. Because no I one does it better. Correct. Correct. Yeah, one of the greatest mm -hmm. of all time. But that was the problem I had with Paul in this era. He was clearly trying to overcompensate. And again, I think the band as a whole was trying to overcompensate. The Shredder era, again, the super fast drum stuff, which is when I think of Kiss, that's not what I think of. I think of tasty, memorable solos. I think of, you know, dependable drumming. And, and again, they found their way eventually with a different drummer and a different guitar player than, uh, than what's on this. Don't believe me? Go, just go again a few years in the future. Go 10 years in the future in this. And go listen to the, the Sal Paulo shows or, you know, the, the, the stuff with Eric Singer and Bruce Kulick you know, from, uh, from, from South America playing some of these same songs. Yeah. There's no one overplaying. There's again, these guys as musicians got it. They did a better job. And again, you can be pissed at you when all you want, but that's just my ears don't lie. I mean, again, compare any of those South America shows to, to this. And, that's and, you, why and, Bruce... and again, and again, you know, I'm not trying to pick on Eric Perry. You can say, oh, you know, whatever. But at that time, Eric Singer had only been in the band for a few years. At this point, you know, in Animalize, Eric Carr had been with the band for a few years. You know, it, it's, it, that is apples to apples. Let me ask and, you this. Is it possible, technology-wise, that there could be something awry at that point and he was playing faster because he didn't have... You couldn't hear correctly, like there was a monitor no, issue. No, no, okay. No, right. I, 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 I put it this way if it was just this show, I'd say that's a possibility. But all you need to do is dig out your bootlegs from the asylum tour. It was the same shit. Okay. And could you say it was a sign of the times? I, I there's some, there's something to that. I, I get that. Is it possible that they thought that by speeding some of these songs up, they're making them fresh again? Well, that's one thing I know. I know. See, I, I would love to talk to Paul about this. I, Paul is such a stickler for tempo. And, you know, I, I, I don't know how this happened because it couldn't have been fun playing guitar along to that. It just doesn't make sense. That's right. all. Um, and I think just being a musician, it, listen to the takes on you. Listen to how fast Love Gun is. By the way, one, one kind of cool thing, because I think it was in 88-ish, I think it was when they're still doing the, the Love Gun. Again, this is because I listen to a ton of bootleg. They're still doing the original Love Gun intro. You know, that's the way they, you know, the song was written. Shortly thereafter, um, within the next couple of years, they are doing the... 
pause one, two, three. That's the way they play it to this day, too. You know, so again, listening to bootlegs, it's kind of cool to hear the, you know, when did they switch doing that and why, you know. So uh, again, I just thought it was kind of, there's so many cool things on this, though. Uh, again, this is really worth having. Uh, one of the things I'm really disappointed, though, in this is uh, Young and Wasted is cut. Um, there's a tape flip because I, it, it literally just starts the song. So when you get the CD, it, it's not your CD. It's, it's, it's the, or you get the record. It's got a natural, and whoever mixed this did a good job. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's oil and water when it's mixed together because it's, um, you know, they, you miss the entire verse and chorus and it j- jumps right to the lead. But, you know, I was kind of bummed that that song, because Eric Carr singing it, it would have been just kind of cool to have him singing that whole thing. And, and you know, while I'm talking about speed thing, go back again to the um, Australian 80 tour, because I think I absolutely, and this guy's, I'm not a hater, I love Eric Carr's playing it. At that point, he really brought a fresh sound to Kiss. He did it by making the beats stronger. Go back to the 1980 tour, listen to Black Diamond. Now, the part-wise, he's playing the same things, those, those really cool rolls, rolls on the toms between the, the chords and everything, but the speed ruins it. It's too fast. It, it just loses its power when it's played so overly fast. So again, that's my two, two cents on this. I'm, I'm not trying to, to, to bag on him or Mark, but those are the two biggest problems. And for what it's worth, I, I thought Gene, Gene was pretty dependable. Um, you know, I, he's the one, he's the, the least of the sinners on, on, on this recording. I thought Gene sounded pretty good for the most part. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, it, it's an interesting listen. It's a welcome addition to my collection. Very happy to mm-hmm. have it. But like Tommy said earlier, this is something I don't think you're going to revisit much if, if it, if it, if, if at all, because it's not something that you're going to want to put on, at a party, even if you're like with a bunch of your kiss geek friends, I don't think this is something you're going to want to listen to. You know, you're going to want to listen to, you know, again, the Sydney show. If you want to hear Eric Carr, it is, you know, it is most powerful and passionate, you know, I, yeah. that really is, is Eric playing very well. And, and again, that's the thing that bothered me so much about this because he wasn't as this frantic either during the lick it up tour. It was a really like, this is when, it, it, it just lost its purpose and it got way too fast um, in my opinion. So, and again, that's, that's my opinion. You don't have to agree with me again. But I'm curious um, to see what people think because I, I can't necessarily disagree with anything you said, but I wanted you to speak on it because you've listened to a lot more live shows than I have. I am the type of person that I'm only really interested in um, fully mixed live stuff pro shot like i love the vegas residency dvd oh i i do too i just i love it and i would take that over almost anything else the one thing i would love to see them release is it was a bonus disc on one of the uh, kissologies where they put out the uh, 78 show that was the dick clark production to me that's perfect and i would love to have that on blu-ray just that show and i would probably watch that one over and over and over again you know you said 78 which one was Uh, it 77 or 78 it was uh houston hmm, i don't remember where i want to say it was from landover maryland but oh yeah yeah, yeah. i think you're right you're right yeah i to me that was the quintessential kiss show they that you know and I wish we had a, a beautiful pro shot of uh, Dynasty as well. Um, yeah, but you know, I, again, just listening to it—it's a train. I know it, it's yeah. a train wreck. But you know? for me, that's the stuff that I enjoy. So to me, I'm looking forward to an end of the road tour release of something. You know, I know that a lot of you are still waiting for Kiss 2020 goodbye, and that's a whole no other conversation. And I'm not—I'm go- not going there today either because it—it is what it is. We all know. 
Um, but I, I would love another Vegas residency type DVD. That's what I enjoy the most. Just like I love to watch the Billy Joel from live from Dodger Stadium. Just I could watch it over and over and over. It's just so well done, you know, and I would love to have a, a DVD of the latest Springsteen tour because I thought it was phenomenal. But I digress. You know, it's funny. I, I wanted to ask you about it because I am not by any stretch of the imagination a Bruce Springsteen fan at all. I'm not one of those guys. Oh, you suck. It's just, it's just not for me. However, um, I would have liked to have just sat through the encores because I love all of Rosalita is one of my favorite songs. Like Rosalita that, that song so and awesome. she's the one. Um, she's the one which is off of, uh, I want to say Born to Run. It, it's I, I wouldn't know. I, I, I yeah, no, I, I know. I, but I know I'm going to get reamed for this if I'm wrong, because somebody is a Springsteen fan that's listening. But I she's the one has always been one of my favorite songs because it reminds me of like the 60s uh, b- garage type bands. It, 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 it sounds like the Rolling Stones. It's unbelievable. But, but what what it is for me is, is that I was not a fan of his back when we were growing up because only the biggest douchebags I knew were fans of Bruce Springsteen. Because I'm like, OK, if these clog wearing motherfuckers like this guy, this he has to suck. <laughs> and then I realized I was wrong, that he really is quite incredible. So the thing that I like best about him is when I go see him live, it feels like an old school 1970s rock and roll show. Now he added two screens way up on the sides, but that's it. It's just the band. You know, yeah, I think I, I think I brought that same thing up when I saw Seeger the last time. Yeah. He didn't have these screens. He's like, fuck the screens. You're, you're going to watch me in the band. And, uh, and that's and that's so cool. And and just all the joy that he brings to people that are fans of his. It was just a great experience. And I, I could say the same thing about a lot of other bands as well. There's so many that just do it right. And Bruce does it right, even if you're not a huge fan of, their, of his music, which I understand. But I think he's also um, in the same category as so many of these other bands that have had a lot of hits that you know the hits because you haven't done the deeper dive. When you do the deeper dive, you find some really incredible material there that you've never heard before. Well, see, that's the thing, you know, uh, you, you're talking about when we were kids, you know, that's what used to drive me crazy about people who said Kiss sucked and they didn't like. I'm like, did you listen to them? No, they're judging based on the, on the, Correct. what it looked like. And, and again, you know, while I'm not a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, I, I, I like probably half dozen to 10 songs of his just because I heard them on the radio. But none yeah. of it was so like, I have to go check out the rest of the. Right. Oh, yeah, because it doesn't speak to you the way certain other bands I'll do. I'll give you another great example. I, I'm not a U2 fan at all. But when I hear the real, I like Gloria and Sunday Blaze. I, I like those songs. They're good. Yeah. I, I always, I always joke about. I'm like, if that comes on the radio, I'll leave it on, but yeah. I won't go look for it. No, you know Bono's what I mean. A bitch. He's a little. What's that? Bono is a little bitch. Oh, I, yeah. I don't. I don't. You know. I can't what? stand him and his politics and his nonsense. He was saying for a number of years, he's like, all these companies who developed medicines to help people with AIDS should give their patents up. And, and give away everything for free after they've spent millions and millions of dollars developing this. So I'm like, great. Okay. you be the first one in line, give up all the rights to your publishing. And then we'll talk. You know, if, for me, it's funny. And, and I, I'd never gotten that whole thing with, with, you know, with politics. And again, you know, one of my all time favorites, I, I like as much as I like kiss, obviously, you know, I'm a huge Ted Nugent fan. Some people like his politics. Some people don't. I'm always just like, when you hear that riff to Cat Scratch Fever or, or Stranglehold, what do you fucking care? Because I'm that way about everything. Because when I hear people, I've had people go, oh, I, I don't like Ted Nugent, you know, I don't listen to his music, I hate his politics. Well, do you do that when you go to a restaurant? Did you eat a good steak and then go back and ask the guy who we voted for who made the steak? I mean, really, because that's the same stupidity that people do. Can you just enjoy the steak and enjoy the song and enjoy the companionship does everything have to be fucking political? I mean, I have very strong political views, but I don't let them run into my fucking life, like who I talk to and what music I, I listen to or what movies I fucking watch. I, but I just some don't people, get that. But there's some people that are very passionate about it because I can say I'm guilty of that. There's certain artists that make films that I will not go see them because they are just, I feel like they're just such awful human beings. I'm not giving them my money. I, I go back to the Buddy Rich. Good movies, bad movies. Good music, bad music. I really don't give a fuck who makes the good music or makes the bad music. I couldn't care less. 
I just want to listen to, it's just like, I just want to eat good food. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care if the people who prepared my food have nothing in common with me or my political yeah. views or my religious views or whatever. Or the, yeah. What I don't care. Just yeah. make, make, make my fucking meatloaf good, but, baby. I don't give a fuck. But we live in a world right now where everything is so absolute. It's either black or it's white. It's either well, it, right or it's wrong. And that's we can, where we, we control. We control that. I agree. I agree. There's just a lot of people who can't. So I, I agree. But that's so to me, that was what was interesting. But I can also use that argument with Avatar and um, in this moment. There's so many great bands sure. out there. They, they just bring it, you know. And that's what I like. If I go and I pay for a ticket, I want them to entertain me. I want them to give me everything they've got, you know, really entertain me. I don't want four people coming out on the stage, just standing there and doing nothing. That's country music. They don't move. They just stand in one spot. And I know that the fans are fine with that, but those people have never seen what a real show is like if they haven't gone to like, say Garth Brooks or, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Zach Brown or any of these other guys aren't wonderful country artists, you know, but some of them just don't, you know, you know, it's weird. We, you know, you were talking earlier about watching, uh, um, you know, uh, some, how, some of your favorite bootlegs. Matter of fact, I, ma I made a Facebook post this week. I, I have a really cool Led Zeppelin show from 1975 from Seattle. Oh yeah. Dazed and confused on it is 42 minutes long. You may go, Oh my God, dude, it's 42 glorious minutes. They're just fucking bringing it, man. Uh, and again, I, I also to Zep, with the exception of, you know, I mean, if you're a drummer, you're going to sit and watch, you know, Bonzo play. And, but I mean, they didn't have, they weren't known for an incredible, I mean, they had a nice light show, I guess, and, and stuff. I mean, it was different in the seventies, but you know, it, it's certainly not a kiss show. It's certainly not Alice Cooper. You know what I mean? No. But but those guys, you know, I guess a better example than Led Zeppelin would be Deep Purple because, again, another band I'm extremely passionate about. But you know, other than the Dry Ice when they came out, eh, pretty. But much that's it. all BC before Kiss. You know, because some people would sell would spell it with a C. <laughs> yes, yes. But you know, I again, you know, they did have you know. Blackmore was fun to watch. He's throwing his guitar around at the end and, and all that stuff. But I mean, it's nothing like today's, the video screens and, the, you know, everything that they. Just changed they, everything. Yeah, it, 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 really, it really did. Happened. You know, and if you're going to pay money, I want a show for it. I'm not saying that every band has to have, you know, fire and whatnot, but it's nice. You know? Yeah, yeah. But like you just said a second ago, too. You said watching Bruce Springsteen, he's another guy. Yeah, does he run around the city? But I mean, there's not, you know, I don't know. Do, does he? I would, I would assume he's very much like Bob Seeger, where, you know, he dances around the stage and stuff. But, you know, what you're watching is just the guy perform. It's, it, there's no, you know, the hocus pocus behind it. Or am I wrong? No, I think you're right. But then again, I would also argue that if Kiss went back out and just did a non makeup tour, they could do the same thing. And, and I, I still would say to you that of all the kiss shows I've seen in my top five, easily of all time are two of the current band. One was when they did that acoustic thing in South Dakota at the pawn shop, because every song was, I had no idea what they were doing next. It just kept changing. And the other one was in the Iowa state fair around freedom, the, the freedom to rock era. And they were playing in a pouring rain. And it was, it was just, and I was saying, telling Tommy this not too long ago, we were having a conversation about Motley Crue and John Five and all that. And I said to Tommy, I said, that's, that's when I was really in on you wholeheartedly, because for whatever reason, that night, I was standing right in front of his stack, his amp. And I heard his guitar over everything else for whatever reason. And it was magical. I couldn't get over how fucking good it sounded. And I don't mean just his tone, but just the skill level of the playing. And and I don't, I can't speak in musicians' terms. It was just, it was to me, it was. Yeah, just, you can. It's either good or bad. 
It was it, it was, was really good that night. Yeah, it was unbelievable because lots of times I don't hear that. I hear the the mix, but then every once in a while, if I'm sitting in a specific seat in a certain arena, I hear all this stuff that that singer does. That's mind blowing to me. He adds all these little yeah. things to it. <laughs> I'll call and, him out about him. Like, hey, I never you're doing a, a great example. I don't know if you guys have ever really caught on. One of the things he added a few years back is when War Machine. He does that that double accent. I think at the second verse, it's just yeah. cool. He's been doing it ever since. But yeah, I remember the first time I heard that, or just throwing in some double bass licks. And and another cool thing that he would do is when they used to do um, "Making Love," do that, and then he'd play the last ones on his on his feet. You know, the last and I just I love. But see, I don't think everybody notices that. I mean, don't yeah, I don't always, do like I said, I, I say something to him when I do, because it has to, I have to be in the right spot in the arena. It has to be the right arena to hear some of that and, and those little nuances. And, and I don't know. I just am one of those people that really thinks that's cool. Yeah, so. I, I do too. I, I love hearing uh, those, not, not just from Kiss, but other bands. Anyone. I don't care who it is. Yeah. There's a lot of people who do this little improvisation that they add to the song but they don't take away from it and change it. They just add cool little extra elements to it. And I think both Eric and Tommy are freaking masters at that stuff. But yeah, they, 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 they really, guys, look, there's a reason they are where they are. Um, oh yeah. They're, they're, oh, yeah. They, they have carried the band uh, forward for all these years and you can hate. Well, I'll put it this way. I'd like to think the people who, who are the haters don't watch the show. Um, yeah. The guys who, the people, the people, the men and women who watch the show are, they love kiss they they know we're here to tell and again you say oh you never say nothing bad oh look man this this new off the soundboard is so bad you should get it because you're going to want to hear it for yourself it's a nice piece of history but i got i also will tell you i was kind of surprised they released this because it's not very flattering overall to the band but they know that, that the fans want it yeah again i'm hugely thankful for this hugely thankful for this again we've we've got plenty of uh, representation of pretty much every other era of the band i would love a complete soundboard of the asylum tour i would yeah i you i know? would too i would be fine with that as well i just if given the choice i'm always going to take a dvd or a blu-ray with video over just the audio because i just don't find myself listening to that all that much anymore you know, I listen to music mostly when I'm in the car and sometimes at home, but I don't have a stereo set up anymore. Most of it's on my uh, phone. Well, Tommy, you do a lot of paperwork, don't you? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, all kidding aside, you know, that's when I listen to a lot of bootlegs. It's when I'm in the office. Today was a classic. I think I was in the office for like five hours straight um, going over work for, for the summer and going over blueprints and shit like that. And and that's a great time to put on that. that. And I will tell you, I get lost in some of those things. Again, when yeah. uh, that dazed and confused, it, it went by in 10 minutes because it was just right. I was like, so getting it. I, you could feel the energy that they were feeling. And it's just really, really cool. You know, so I don't know. That's uh, that's my two cents anyway. Well, Let's find out. So homework essentially for all of you that are interested is please let us know what you think. Is it disappointing? Is it wonderful? Are you happy it was released? Have it something you've been looking forward when to? When does it come out on the 14th or something? When does it, when so. is it? Yeah, it's coming out. What's today's what? The 4th? So 10, it, it won't be yeah. out by the time you hear this. No, but you'll, be, you'll be ready for it. Well, put it this way. That's just my dopey opinion. You don't have to listen to me. Who the fuck am I? You know? If, if you dig it and you like the aggression and you you like the kind of free form solos, you're not I, you're not wrong. And I'm not I'm not I, right. I, well, that's why I want to hear from like people. It, I want yeah. you guys. To, yeah, we're encouraging you to go out and buy it because it's something cool to add to your collection. You know, well, like I else. said, if you're if you're watching this show, you want. This. Right. Right. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I want to shout out to my brother-in-law, Phil. He, okay. he listens to the show all the time. I love him so much. And he's just such a great guy. So my, I, it's funny because he was talking to Liz the other day about, and Liz is like, oh, oh, that's another thing. You know, again, putting my money where my mouth is. 
we got to see spinning gold for free. I got it sent to my computer so we could review it and talk to, uh, you know, talk to the, 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 the you know, Timothy. Tim. Yeah. I went out, I went and spent my money and saw it in the big theater. I mean, that's what yeah, I wanted to do that this weekend. Yeah. And it was, it was even better on the big screen. I, I absolutely yep. loved it. And, and, you know, Liz and I went, but that's what I was getting. So my, so Liz is talking to her because my brother in law lives on the other side of the state and Liz is talking. They started talking about the movie and Liz is, and he tells Liz, Oh yeah. Yeah. I heard all about it on three sides. <laughs> and, I'm like, and, and my, my brother-in-law is not a metal fan and he's not a yeah. big kiss fan, but he, he likes, and again, he's not the only person I've run into. He's like, I just like listening to your show. I just think it's fun. And, and good that we want that too. Yeah, absolutely. We, Everyone's welcome. You know, sure. we do try to talk about some other music as well uh, when we can. And we've got some really cool guests coming up, guys. Really cool. We are on a roll uh, like you wouldn't believe. So great stuff coming here in the month of April. Um, what else? I think that's pretty much it for now, isn't it? Well, they, they added four more oh, shows. Added. Detroit yep. Rock City is one of them. I'm coming so, um, for that. Yeah, well, we're going to be having a good, good time. When you're we're going to be opening some shit at your house. We are. We are. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I, I have a bunch of friends uh, also coming in, you know, that. Uh, um, so I'm looking forward to seeing Tommy and everybody else who's coming to Detroit. And then again, I'm going to be, you know, Tommy and I are planning on traveling. We're going to come see you uh, wherever uh, Kiss is at. I know we're trying to hit a few shows, mm -hmm. too. Um, you know, looking forward to, uh, going out to LA, going to see Kiss at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, that's something that's big circle bullseye on my map. I, I that's something I've always wanted to do. I've never, I've been right next to him. Matter of fact, uh, I stayed at the hotel next to Tommy and I drove by it a bunch of times when we were out in Los Angeles together, yep. but I've never been in there. So. Well, and we are going to, um, have the adventures of Mark and Tommy as well. We are going to do some shit in LA. <laughs> And it was special guest star. Liz is uh, Liz will be with us. So, oh, that's true. That'll be even yes. better. That makes it even matter of fact. She was talking about tonight. She's like, "Oh, I can't wait to do that." And because uh, anybody who knows me, well, I hate driving. Tommy likes driving, mm -hmm. so <laughs> it all works out. It all works out. The yin so. and the yang. So, um, all right. So, hopefully, you guys all had a wonderful holiday for those of you that celebrate and. Um, Thank you for tuning in. As always, we really appreciate it. We hope you liked this week's episode without Mike and Lisa. And Ooh. yeah, I think this is the first one we've ever done. It's just been the two of us. No, we, we did the one with done. Singer, didn't we? Just oh, that's I. right. Yeah, we had, yeah, we had Aircon. Um, that's it. So you know your homework. Have a great week. And um, also chime in on the Holly Knight episode that will be up. Well, it'll be up by the time you see this. And that's all I got. Say goodnight, Gracie. Night, Gracie. You have something to say? Leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320-515-VOICES for three sides of the coin. Provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.